All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the third. That's right. Number three, the third episode of the Work From Home Nomad podcast. I'm your host, Wilson, where I ask super adventurous and down to earth work from home nomads from all over the world. The same questions and the resulting stories are always different, interesting and exhilarating. And today I have the privilege of interviewing the one and only, the fearless, the relentless, and may I say the very beautiful Camila. Camila, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> to the main? Thing. A little bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show. Uh, can you tell us, where are you today? I'm in Sao Paulo, Brazil. I came here for Christmas break. Very cool. Yeah. And you're taking care of some real estate uh, uh, things, right? Some tasks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so, yeah, just so everybody knows, uh, Camila is a web traffic manager slash social media manager. Um, and Camila has a really interesting story. So I'm really excited to interview her for, for that reason. So she went to college she has two bachelor's degrees two postgraduate degrees uh, she studied hotel management and civil engineering uh, fast forward like I don't know 10 years almost a decade right uh, and you got fired the same time you got a divorce uh, so things were looking really bad for you but for some reason for somehow you turned it around you turned it around and you decided you're going to be a work from home nomad and look at you today you are traveling all over the world with a job. So can you tell us a little bit more about your recent journey and how you turned things around so quickly? Yeah, sure. So actually first I went for like a late gap year. You know, we don't take gap years here in Brazil. So that's why it's kind of late, was kind of late, but it was great. And after I came back, I was like, okay, I cannot just go back home and stay in Sao Paulo, I need to do something. So I started uh, studying like web traffic and yep. yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, if I do that, I can continue traveling and I can work from anywhere. So uh-huh. yeah, it makes Very sense. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I, f- I forgot to mention, by the way, Camila is Brazilian. She uh, yes. was born and raised in Sao Paulo. Uh, she is a uh, true Paulista. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and we met in the beautiful island of Florianopolis uh, a couple of months ago. Um, and uh, I've always found your story really interesting and really inspiring. Um, and so because you told me uh, that you were working normal jobs uh, up until you decided to um, switch over and kind of the, the pandemic kind of helped drive that too, right? It was, it was that silver lining of the pandemic. Um, yeah. Is that an accurate statement? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So when the pandemic hit, uh, hit Brazil, I was by myself in a small apartment and I was like, okay, what should I do? I can, okay, sorry, can I say that? Uh, I can become an alcoholic like my friends? No, I'm joking. But everyone was drinking too much. I'm sorry, but that's true. <laughs> I could just watch Netflix or I could actually learn something. So I yeah. decided to study. I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to waste my time. We don't know how much that's going to last. So I started studying and yeah, it worked very well for me. So nice. I quit 
job, my like real uh, like normal job. Right. And I started working for myself. And, and why did you start doing that? It's because you really enjoy the the lifestyle, right? And uh, can you, so, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I really love traveling, and in order to do that, like for long term, I needed a a, a job that I could do from whatever. So yeah, I really love travel and working, and I don't know, I don't, I don't like to be staying put in, a, in the same place. Right, <laughs> right. Confined in just uh, an office or one space for a long period of time. No, yeah, really. exactly. So, and uh, so I, I asked you uh, previously, you know, your one of your favorite memories of traveling was uh, when you cross the, is it the Panama Canal from Colombia to Panama uh, on a sailboat and you didn't have any cell service. Uh, you you don't speak Spanish, right? You don't speak Spanish. Nope. Nope. Uh, so how was that experience for you? And I think, you know, that was one of the experiences that you're enthusiastic about and kind of pushed you to want to live this lifestyle. So how was that? Yeah, no, for sure. So when I start, when I start traveling, I was in South America where everyone speaks Spanish. So I don't speak, I don't speak Spanish, but it's easier for me to understand. And my English wasn't very good. So... When I crossed from Colombia to Panama, it was awesome because everyone on the boat just speak uh, English back then. And I was yeah. really shy. You know, Brazilians, we are like, oh, I can't speak English. We are always kind of shy. <laughs> uh, don't speak anything in one whole week. So I was like, okay, maybe my English is not yeah. perfect, but I can manage, you know. And it was great. And also because yeah. this is amazing. So it was really good for me. For, for like a kickoff, like I can do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And did you, did you travel alone or were you with friends? No, I was alone. I was by myself. It was in the beginning of my gap year. And uh -huh. every now and then in the beginning, I had like friends and the city, the town or family. But at this point I was alone by myself. So yeah, that was the best part. Yeah. <laughs> And so how do you find the courage to travel by yourself to a country where you don't speak the, the local language? Um, I don't know. The language is not a barrier for me. I mean, if I go to Germany, I cannot speak German, but I can manage at least if you're like polite and if you try to say something like you're not going to starve, you know, like if you say please, if you say anything like food, someone is going to help you. And, well, I don't know. After a while, you just got a little sassy. What is the word? Like, you, I can manage. You know, I don't know the word in English, but you just don't care anymore. Just, yeah. just try. Yeah. You just kind of go with the flow, yeah? Yeah, you exactly. go with the flow. Yeah, you think that, okay time i'm doing this i think i can do this long term now okay yeah i got yeah, you yeah. um so you you went to colombia and panama by yourself um you also went to cambodia um <laughs> where you fell off a bus in the middle of nowhere and had to find your way to the airport uh so can you tell us a little bit more about that story 
Yeah. So thankfully, it wasn't the beginning of my traveling because otherwise I would be crying back home. But yeah, I was going to the <laughs> in the south of Cambodia. It was in the ending of my Asia experience after four months in, four months in Asia, and I was by myself. And um, I don't know, the, the bus driver, he started yelling at me, like, you have to get out of the bus, you have to get out of the bus. And he couldn't speak for, uh, English. So I was like, okay, can you help me to get a, grab a tuk-tuk, a taxi, something? He was like, no, leave the bus, because I missed the, the airport stop. And I was like, okay. So when I mm -hmm. was going out of the bus, I fell into the ground with my bags yeah. and everything. Yeah. I really hurt myself. I was bleeding everywhere. And the bus just closed the door and left. And I was like, uh oh. What should I do now? You know, actually, I started laughing because I was like, no, that's not happening. That's really, that can't be happening. Uh, but yeah, I have no idea how, but I managed to catch the airport. Actually, some guys stopped with a motorcycle and they were like, uh -huh. couldn't speak any English, like zero. Right. Mm -hmm. so like airport. And they were like, no, hospital. And I was like, no, airport. So after like this conversation was going nowhere and they were like, okay, can drive you for, I don't know, ten dollars. I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> nice. I got to the airport. <laughs> I was bleeding. I was, oh my god, it was so dirty. Oh, everyone at the airport was like, what happened to her? And I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm <laughs> but you survived. That's the good news, right? You survived, and you're here today. You're alive. Uh, and those adventures kind of pushed you to be inspired and start this lifestyle. Um, yes. So can you tell us a little bit more about what you do now as a web traffic manager, a social media manager? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a secret? <laughs> no, 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 of course not. So um, I learned how to work with Google AdWords and Facebook ads, you know, and I sell to small and medium companies that I, that I need or met people who I know, right? and everyone's like, especially in Brazil, it's not a really big thing, not yet mm -hmm. for small, former, um, small, small companies. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so, sorry. So it's, that's what I do. And yeah. uh, sometimes they're like, oh, can you manage our social media accounts? Because we don't know how to post, when to post, we don't know what to post. So yeah. That's what I do. Oh, very cool. And I have yes, an understanding that uh, one of your clients is your mother, right? Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> so she I know is. it wasn't, it was, I, I, we didn't talk about that, but I just suddenly remembered you telling me that uh, a couple of months ago. <laughs> but that's kind of funny. <laughs> she, she, she was my first client. Okay, very cool. Instagram account and she loved it, but she doesn't know anything about technology because she's right. a partner. And now she doesn't. So she was like, oh, can you do this for me? I was like, yeah, sure. So yeah, she was. <laughs> very cool. Very cool to have uh, your mother as a customer. <laughs> now, so one of, the, one of the benefits of this lifestyle is that you can work and travel at the same time. And I was just curious, how do you stay focused and how do you stay disciplined while you're doing travel and work <laughs> at the same time? Yeah, that's the hardest part. Because, <laughs> yeah, you have so much to see, so many people to talk to. So especially, I love 
you know me. I love to talk to everyone. I love yes, you do. Yeah, <laughs> I do. So it's, um, I have to practice, actually. It was like a training. In the beginning, it was really hard because mm. I was just traveling. So I didn't have to work. But now right. I do. So I actually had to develop this skill. <laughs> <laughs> and do you usually work uh, during the workday or the evening or the morning? Do you work on weekends? Uh, how do you normally handle that? Okay, I try to work normally during the work days, but sometimes there's something really cool to do and really fun to do on a Wednesday or whatever. Right. So I just switch and work another day. But sometimes if I'm staying in a hostel it's, and it's too like party vibes or whatever, then I grab my computer and go to a coffee place or something because mm -hmm. I, I know myself. I'm going to. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you have to know yourself. You know, if you're like a calm person, it's one thing. If you're not like me, then maybe go find some. You have to find a place to work. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> and if you're anything like me or Camila, you know, if you say, oh, let's go to happy hour, it's just one beer. Um, <laughs> you, we all know it's never just one beer because you don't go to happy hour just to have one beer. Something I learned from Camila, by the way, guys. <laughs> oh, you learned from me. Okay. okay. Yeah, I blame, I blame you. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, no, I mean, it's, it, it's cool because uh, you get the balance, right? Yeah. Um, so if you want to do something during the day when it's sunny and beautiful outside on a Wednesday, yeah. You know, why not take off some some time? But as long as you make up for it uh, and work, it's absolutely fine, in my opinion. Yeah, no, for sure, for me too. And one thing that I, I found out because uh, you work for a company, right? So you have like some working hours to to work. For. I can work whatever I want to, whenever. Yeah. So sometimes I do everything I have to do in like two or three hours. Yeah. That's okay. And sometimes I have to work like 14 or 15 hours. So you have to know that that can happen. You yeah. Know? So it's yeah. And that's an interesting point because, you know, for me, I have five hours worth of meetings a day on average. Um, so I have a very strict time schedule. Um, and then I also have deadlines per day. Uh, so it's a very strict window um, for my job. But for your job, and then also for, in my opinion, like maybe software engineers, uh, for example, where they might have one stand up more meeting in the morning, and that's it. And then the rest of the day, the rest of the evening, uh, is up to them to manage their their schedule. Uh, so has that, you know, for, it sounds like that's that, that's your case too, Camila, where um, you know there's a lot of flexibility, um, and you get to choose your own schedule. Um, so yeah. has, has that been challenging so far for you? Yes, very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is because sometimes like, uh, like the past week I was working every day from 7am until 10pm. Like yeah. every day I had like a lunch to, to do. So it was a lot of hours, but sometimes it's like I can work for two hours, sometimes one hour because sometimes I'm working from my phone. So I'm right. bad. like, I just woke up, I can do everything I have to, and that's it. Right. So it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's different. But yeah, fun. interesting. And it, yeah, it really depends on the, the profession there. Okay, yeah, no, I mean, I didn't really think about that. And because whenever I look at myself, like I just said, you know, it's, it's five hours worth of meetings at set times a day. And it's like, 
whoa, I have to stick to a schedule. And then I look at other work from home nomads, um, you know, theirs is more flexible, but also, you know, at times you guys have to work 14 hours as well, just to, to hit a deadline. Yeah, so exactly. It's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, and uh, you have to pay attention because when you work like me, sometimes you're not in the same time zone. So if I yeah. have a meeting like 9 a.m., 9 a.m. where? Where's my client or where I am? So I have to pay attention yeah. to that also. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. All right, yeah, time zone differences are always challenging, right? Yeah. Um, and up to this point, you've done a lot of web traffic management. Um, what has been your proudest moment so far uh, in, in your stint? Um, my proudest moment so far, uh, this lunch, the, is it lunch that I say? Launch. Launch, mm -hmm. when you have yeah. like a new product and you're putting yeah. out there. Yeah, okay, launch. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. My first like big one last week was really cool. I, I worked a lot, but was, it. yeah, no, it was worth it for sure. It was awesome. The client was like super happy. So I'm super happy, you know, because... <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and you know take me back to um the day you decided okay i'm going to be a work from home nomad and i'm just going to live this lifestyle uh you know what were you thinking at the time you know as you were evaluating pros and cons about this lifestyle you know were you scared excited uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah sure i was scared and excited not excited and scared <laughs> both <laughs> Come on, I can be anywhere in the whole world. world. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> but also, it's like, okay, what if it doesn't work? You know, what if I don't get the money or something? So right. it's different. When you're in your hometown, you have your family, you have friends. It's easier. Right. Uh, but no, it's more exciting to be whatever. So. <laughs> It I love is. the enthusiasm. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, like, I. <laughs> that's why I'm doing it, uh, because I I love meeting new people. I like getting outside of my comfort zone. Um, I feel yeah, like it makes me a better professional, too, right? I mean, it's kind of cheesy to say that, but um, I actually feel like I'm more productive because I feel empowered to make my own decisions. It's to really um, execute on my deliverables at work. But then also, whenever I step outside, you know, instead of being in San Francisco, I'm in beautiful Rio de Janeiro, right? So <laughs> it's, no, yeah. to me, it's exciting. No, yeah. for sure. So uh, probably my next country is going to be Mexico. And Mexico is, like, I don't know, the currency is pesos. and Yeah, Mexican word. pesos. Yeah. But they use a lot of dollars, right? So I have yeah. to work harder because I really want to go there. But I make yep. money real. And I'm not mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't want to work. I do because I really want to go there. Yeah, so, <laughs> I know what you meant. Like, oh, you work better. Yes, because that's what I want to do. So it's awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, okay, no, I mean, so you're self-motivated. I mean, that's what it sounds like. I mean, yes. uh, <laughs> most of the work from home nomads that I've talked to are just very clearly motivated, self-motivated. So I, I think I just uh, wanted my hats off to you on that, Camila. Um, and uh, I think we talked about this a little bit in Florianopolis, but uh, I, you know, 
you're Brasileira, you're a Brazilian woman um, yeah. demographic out there because work from home nomads, we don't see a, a whole lot of, especially Brazilian women um, traveling, let alone women. Yeah, sorry, I didn't, uh, the connection was awful. Can you repeat that? Oh, yeah, sorry. So, sorry. okay, so I think we talked about this in Florianopolis a little bit, but uh, I, do you feel like you're representing an underrepresented demographic, Brazilian women? Uh, do you feel like, you know, there's, uh, you know, what message would you give to other Brazilian women out there who probably are starting this lifestyle um, because you've been in their shoes before? Um, so what message do you have for them? Uh, of course, I would say go for it because obviously I like it, but all no, yeah, of course, but go for it, but respect yourself. Go on your own pace, you know? I didn't woke up one day and like, okay, I'm gonna do this. No, I traveled, uh, I have a really big trip before by myself. So it was like a process, you know? And I, I try right. to always do, to do what I feel comfortable. So if you say to me, okay, move to Alaska tomorrow and I don't want to, I'm going to say, yeah, thanks, but no, because I'm <laughs> yeah, maybe right. be comfortable, you know, so go uh, do it, but do it on your own pace, like being gentle to yourself, you know, like yeah. you to suffer, like supposed to be nice. <laughs> and actually, I think that's really good advice in general, because uh, a lot of people because I'm American, right? I'm, I'm a gringo. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but like people ask me back at home, oh, you know, I want to travel with you, Wilson. But I say I'm in Latin America and they've never really traveled before. And so my advice, generally speaking, is if you're traveling solo for the first time, maybe go to Canada first. Maybe go to Europe first because the, the cultures are more similar. Yeah. Um, before you venture out into... Uh, South America, before Asia, before Africa, um, because, you know, again, no. kind of kind of like what you said, like you want to ease into it, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, I, I do the same. Every time someone asks me, I'm like, oh, go to Argentina first, go to Peru, Colombia, because the culture is closer, it's, it's more similar. Right, uh, right. Language is easier. And then after that, you go like to North America, Europe, and then you think about Asia because right. it's completely different. You know? Absolutely different. Yeah, I, and I agree with that. Absolutely. Cool. And I, on, on that subject, you know, for people who are traveling for the first time and then perhaps are nervous, you know, yeah. what advice would you have for them? Okay, can I give an advice for Brazilian people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, because I got a really good uh, advice when I start traveling from a girl that I don't know the name. I don't remember where she was from, but she was really, oh. and she told me, yeah, it was like my first night alone traveling. And she was like, oh, can I give you a, a, a advice? I was like, yeah, sure. She was like, everyone is good. Like 95% of the world is good. The people is good. I like that. Usually, yeah, yeah, because usually, especially Brazilian, I don't know how it's for Americans, but Brazilian, we are like always scared of violence, mm -hmm. of everything, because Brazil is a little violent country, like not uh -huh. too much, but a little bit. So we are like, oh, maybe it's scary. No, it's not. People are good. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're going to meet someone who's not good. 
usually. So that's what I would say. Don't be scared. Yeah. Don't be afraid. <laughs> I love it. And I think that's, uh, it's practical, right? If you look at statistics, you know, what's the probability that something bad will happen to you as long as you're being safe, you're not walking yeah, yeah, by yourself at night. Like, as long as you take those precautions, I think yes, you're absolutely sure. right. Like, it's, you know, what are, what are the odds? It's probably yeah. very low, right? No, exactly. And also, uh, usually people who travel for long term, like us, we are like a really small group. Yeah. Talking about the whole yeah Wilson knows that I hate this word because we don't have the sound in Brazil in Portuguese so sorry <laughs> but we're a really small group yeah every time then we're gonna see each other again probably in another country in another place yeah, yeah. everyone's like nice nice people. yeah <laughs> uh, and what how do you say mundo <laughs> I'm just kidding ah don't be mean come on I say globe I say glow. <laughs> nice. A gente pode a falar português se você quiser. Muito obrigada. No, just kidding. Please, please don't. <laughs> no, I don't want to embarrass myself, actually. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways. Okay, no, that's good advice. No, I, I love that. And then for on the other side of that, for people who are looking for this type of lifestyle full time, you know, it, because look, you've, you were just there, right? Like uh, about a year ago or, or so um, yeah. when, you know, you went through some tough times with uh, being fired and, and going through a breakup and you say, I want to start over or I want to do something mm -hmm. different, do this for myself. Um, and by doing that, you decided to be a work from home nomad. So, you know, is there any advice that you could give to people who do want to adapt this lifestyle? Yeah, for sure. Um, be patient to yourself. Be patient. Uh -huh. That's right, yeah. right? Yeah, because patient. usually, uh, come on, when you go to school, you study for like four or five years, then you have a, a regular job for a really long time, and then you re get really good at something. And when you decided to change, like I just changed careers. I never worked on technology before. But then you're like a little bit older and you're just like, oh, I'm doing this for a week or a month and I'm not rich yet. No, you're not. Wait, <laughs> patience to yourself, you know, like, right. that's okay. You're going to get there, but you have to be patient. So if I have a, advice, it would be like, save some money before, not a lot, but just because then you're going to be more comfortable to mm -hmm. change careers or change your lifestyle because everything mm -hmm. going to have to adapt. Right. So, okay, let's, let's take a step back. So you saying that, you know, come up with, um, come up with some savings and then so that you can afford to take on risks for the worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I think, exactly. yeah, I love that. I love that. No, I think that's, that's fantastic advice. No, thanks for giving that Camila. Uh, okay. Um, I've gone through all of the uh, questions that I've wanted to ask you. Um, let me scroll through some of the pre-interview questionnaires, um, if I've, uh, see. Okay. So another memorable experience that you've had was Florianopolis, uh, because it was your tr first true experience as a work from home nomad or as Brazilians would call it nomadji. Nomadji? <laughs> yeah. Nomadji digital. Isso. Uh, and so, you know, that kind of opened your eyes to this whole concept, right? 
Uh, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about that experience? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so when I got there, I just quit my job and quit my apartment. I don't know how to say it. I returned my- That's your apartment? Uh-huh, yeah. I left my apartment, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I got there and I was in a hostel trying to work from home, from a hostel. Right. I also wanted to party, but I also wanted to go to the beach. So that was great for me because I learned that I have to, I have to find a balance. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it was really good. I felt really empowered. How, how can I say? I feel I felt powerful. Like. Oh, okay. You felt empowered. Yep. Yes, I felt empowered, but also I felt a little bit lost sometimes. So. Okay. Was very good. cool. Uh, yeah. Well, that was good because now I learned. Like next time, I have to be maybe a, for a while in a hostel, for a while on a Airbnb because right. I need time. Also, I need to rest. So yeah, but it was amazing. Okay, so in the very beginning, I introduced you as the fairly, the fearless, the relentless. But I think I need to add another adjective. I think you are a risk taker, also, Camila. <laughs> would you, would you agree <laughs> that you are a risk taker? Because it sounds like no, you're you were doing things without much. Um, what's the word? Like security, or like a, a whole lot of certainty. I should say, you were doing all this with a lot of certainty, but you ended up being comfortable with it. And now today, you are living a lifestyle that you love. Uh, so, I mean, would you agree with that? And, you know, were the risks, you know, those risks that you took, were they worth it? I mean, I would say yes. I presume it's yeah. yes. But can you tell <laughs> yes. us a little bit more about those risks that you've taken? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, when I started traveling, like, two years ago, I had everything planned. You know, when you plan, I had, like, literally everything for two months. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna see this. I had everything paid for it, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And after a while, I was like, okay, maybe I, I can do it without that kind of um, planning before, like pre, previous previous planning, you know? Right, uh-huh. And I, I like it, and I didn't mm-hmm. know it. So I was like, okay, maybe I can risk a little bit more, a little bit more. And yeah, now I'm like, I'm trying, Sometimes goes right, sometimes goes wrong, nah, whatever. Right. Okay. So one thing I've learned from this episode, this podcast, is that uh, if you're going to take risks, start small, but yeah. do take them. And yes. That's, that's the kind of the sense that I'm getting. You know, every time I interview these work from home nomads, guys, I, I learn so much. <laughs> but anyways, Camila, uh, you know, it looks like we're about running out of time, but do you, is there anything else that you want to say uh, before we close? No, I agree with you. Like take risks, but small ones, that's okay. But start, do it. Yeah. Because it's going to feel great. You're going to feel great. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Thank you so much, Camila. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And thanks so much for being on the show. Take care. Thank you. Take care.